0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the West Next Podcast, episode thirteen. Damn, we have done thirteen episodes. My name is Chanel Wilkins.
1: And my name is Nick Provenzano.
0: Thank you all so much. And I'm happy today. Just in general, I'm in a good mood today. And then also, another reason I'm in a great mood is we have over 600 downloads total on the West Next Podcast. After the last episode, episode 12, we reached that 600 download. Appreciate y'all so much. And I wanna, you know, I wanna get a little spark before the end of the year. Uh, we hit we hit our goal, and I really appreciate that. And you all know I've been mentioning 100 downloads. Um, and then the Instagram followers, not as well on that. We need to get that pumped up. Make sure to share this with your friends, family, all that. I don't care who you share it with. Just make sure they follow the West Next podcast as we are doing story damn near all the time. We always have content, so make sure to check that shit. Now, Nick, we had a crazy, crazy week of football. Uh, this week, I mean, week. I mean, talk about week, week 15 before we dive quickly into the World Cup, because, again, I know we have a bunch of soccer fans here wanting to hear about that. But real quick, our NFL fans need to know your reaction to week 15, bro.
1: This this guys this week must be one of the craziest weeks that we've ever had in the NFL history. I mean, it was just it was crazy. I mean, just to see every single game. End up the way it was. I mean, just like just thinking about all the games and we're going to we're going to get to a lot of them. This, uh, this podcast, but I mean, man, like, talk about the Bills and the Dolphins game and how that, you know, Woo. how that ended. We were going to talk about, obviously, oh, we're going to talk about the Jets and the, and the Lions. We're going to be talking row. about the Patriots and the Raiders. Three in a row. The, the comeback from the Bengals to overtake the Bucks and then make it into a deficit loss for the Bucks, which is crazy. And then uh, just the insane biggest comeback in NFL history. We've got a lot to talk about. We, we got do, a lot to talk about. We do. We're going to get to soccer first, but we have a lot to talk about in terms of NFL news.
0: Real yeah, we are going to get into the NFL news, but we are the World Cup fans. We guys talk talk with man. I mean, you we 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 have to talk about the semifinals real quick. Uh obviously Argentina, if you didn't know, know already, Argentina and France were the ones in the finals. France beat Morocco in the semifinals to get there, two to zero. I thought they pretty much dominated that game for the most part. Uh, I thought they just kind of took control and made Morocco not look silly, but they made, but it was clear who the better team was in that. Game.
1: Well, uh, in terms of the fr- fr- uh, France and Morocco game, I, I I knew coming in Mbappe was probably going to. Like, uh, like I I was like, I was, I was like, I was like France and, and the rest of that team are just too good. And they're they're defending the, they're the defending world cup champions. And I was like, they are not going to let Morocco a team that no one thought was going to be in this capacity. They didn't even have them passing the group stage. And most people like they, they had them getting knocked out there. There was no way the world cup champions were going to take, take them lying down. Like they weren't going to just let, let them just roll over. Roll over all of them. France was going to make it a pretty overall decisive, so yep. it wasn't a surprise for me.
0: Yep, and then Argentina beat Croatia, uh, another team that got outclassed, and we just found out who the better team was. What do you think about that?
1: I mean, yeah, I did kind of try to pick them the upset, but obviously Messi and that Argentinian team is way too, way too good. And then I, I was I, I tried to ha- have hope for Croatia, but it didn't come to. So that's really all, all the thoughts I had on that.
0: However, what did come to fruition for them was the third place game on Saturday when they beat Morocco 2-1, to one, a little bit more of a competitive game, um, but I think it was still clear to me Croatia was a better team overall, it just felt like they played better together and that what got them that third place trophy, that bronze, and they're kind of used to the bronze at this point, uh, they're, they're kind of like one of the top teams in the world in soccer, you just kind of know them as that now, and it's. And it just solidified that even more with this bronze medal.
1: And now we can stop with that whole stupid TikTok with that little girl. It's like, where is Ronaldo? He's crying in his car. Poor Ronaldo. Now I can. Now all you stupid Moroccan fans can shut up you because you guys don't even get a medal. Good job, nope. Croatia. Thank God for shutting them up. <sighs> nope,
0: you don't get a medal. I was rooting for Morocco, the team, because the team had nothing to do with those terrible memes, Nick. But. It is what it is. Croatia, congratulations. And also, we got to give a big congratulations to, honestly, both teams. But in particular, Argentina, they did end up winning in overtime with penalty kicks, kicking five in a row. Didn't miss a single penalty kick, and they got that win. I mean, first off, what's your reaction to, I mean, sorry, not Morocco, Argentina winning that game, and then... The game overall, because I thought it was the best soccer game I personally ever watched. B, yeah, I don't want to, I don't watch a lot of soccer games. I'm, pro, I'm sure people can name better ones, but that was my favorite uh, soccer game ever. Well,
1: one of the one of my favorite is for our fans, uh, everybody who's been following us on the channel, uh, one of my favorite soccer games is uh, when we had when we won the when I'm a Bayern fan and when we were facing facing Barcelona in the uh, semis to go on to the Champions League final and ultimately beat PSG. I was absolutely loving it when we we loaned Coutinho for a year and then Coutinho like uh the Barcelona was just like here have him for one year and then Coutinho ended up scoring two goals on them. We ended up beating beating Barca 8-2. But that was one of my favorites just because i'm a big i'm a big uh byron fan i just loved like you know giving barcelona like a much deserved lust but anyway this was one of the best most like i don't know how to describe it it was one of the greatest finals i've ever seen in my entire life let alone probably one of the best soccer games or football games i've ever seen in my entire life i mean and both teams I mean I I mean and obviously the both the goats of their team Messi and Messi and and Kylian Mbappe I mean it was just absolutely it it was it was just like insane especially after the after the 80 minute 80th minute mark because then you had uh Messi scoring the last goal for Argentina to get them up by one with 10 minutes left and then uh France got a handball penalty, which set him up the penalty kick, and then it just wasn't Mbappe close. Killed Mbappe then, had man. a hat trick this game, and he rightfully deserved the gold in this game. And then we ended up going to penalty kicks, and... Friend, that French
0: goalie, poor goalie, he just wasn't ready for that he just, He just well, he
1: wasn't ready for him, and he just he just saw... Like, I don't know, man, like, like it didn't really... And not it's even like
0: here in headlights to be honest with you it, like,
1: it, it, he did he did but it wasn't that it was also like the predictable kind of penalty shoots from the french team too because they had a lot of you know what i mean like they had a lot of uh missed opportunities at the penalty at the penalty that's team. so it, it, honestly both both the goalie and and the uh and the shooters that game were, they just couldn't put that i mean that's what happened i mean You have Messi, you know, open up the penalty shootout for them and then you see what happens and his team followed behind him and they ended up sealing the victory. So good, good on them. Messi, I know a lot of people were saying this kind of ends the GOAT debate between Messi and Ronaldo. I'm not too sure about that. We'd have to, we'd have to, you know, go and do some like. That's another episode. It's another episode for that's for in episode. terms of accolades accomplishments uh, you know strength of strength of teams they fought like I mean it's a whole different can of war compare Messi to Ronaldo that's a whole different story people will say either Messi or Ronaldo is the goat but I'm just gonna say that it was a great performance by Messi he finally achieved his dream in giving his country a World Cup win and I'm just happy for him I'm just happy for him I mean even though I was I honestly was rooting for France because I loved Kylian Mbappe he's absolutely and if I'm not mistaken these two are still teammates uh back in uh Paris Saint-Germain so it's yeah. gonna be an awkward reunion back for the next time next in their in their mm-hmm. little league um you know goal so we'll see what's gonna happen
0: so I have two things to add before uh we get to football I just want to say this uh and I'm sure if you watch, if you seen the Instagram you know, I, I, I think I have a new one. Of my new favorite athletes is Mbappe. Like he's, I followed him on I followed him on my own personal Instagram yesterday. You know, I, I just appreciate someone that great. I also appreciate Messi. I'm not I know i saying he's a goat. Um, but respect to him because you know he's definitely one of the best of all time for damn sure. You know, when you're five seven, barely 150 pounds, and you're one of the best athletes to ever live. That says a lot about you. Congratulations to Messi for kind of doing stuff for the underdogs, you know, doing stuff for me with my little ass. So I appreciate y'all. I appreciate Messi for that. You should also you should also follow uh, Robert Lewandowski because he's pretty damn good. He's pretty damn good. There, there's so many good soccer players. I mean, down. unfortunately,
1: Lewandowski when when he he's so crazy. He's so good in in the Bundesliga and he's good in Barcelona right now. But when he gets to like the international stages, Poland just isn't a team that's very good. So he never has a chance, really. I mean, they
0: didn't do bad, but they just yeah, they just weren't. No, no, they, no,
1: they weren't going to get past. was yeah. going to happen. Sorry, sorry, Lewandowski.
0: It is what it is, dog. But congratulations. What a World Cup that was. Uh, and obviously, it's going to be a little while before we tune in uh, into soccer again. But if you want more soccer, you know, when the season starts, you let us know and we will do it. Now, here's I'm going to go back to what you all do want and what you all have been wanting. Week 15 of the NFL scene. I'm hyped as hell for it. like Nick said, this was one of the best weeks of football pretty much ever. Uh, I mean, you got historic comebacks uh extremely close games you know big playoff shifts uh i mean like now the la chargers are in the playoff scene and everything at the 16 the afc uh i mean there's just so much that is going on and we need to talk about it. so nick we're gonna start with the thursday night football game we're gonna ta- we're gonna start with the san francisco 49ers versus the seahawks we're gonna go chronologically here guys Obviously, if you didn't know already, the 49ers beat the Seattle Seahawks on the road, 21 to 13. Brock Purdy did his thing more so in the first half, but ultimately they beat the Seahawks. The Seahawks are now five hundred and out of playoff contention. Nick, your thoughts.
1: Yeah, so right now, obviously, Seattle is on the outside looking in, and it was a it's a weird fall from Grace, you know. Like I think me and Chanel early mm-hmm. in the season, we both had at least, because we both, I mean, honestly, I, I didn't feel like most people thought the Rams were going to take the regression that they did. But so we had, but me and Chanel both did have the Niners going second. And so we, this isn't really a surprise that their team is as good. I mean, hey, I mean, do me and Chanel probably trust Jimmy Garoppolo more at this team? Yeah, probably. Because Jimmy, I mean, if you look at Kyle Shanahan's record, even without Jimmy G, it's not very good. Because you know how good Jimmy G knows this offense and knows what this team wants, so obviously you know he's still a big factor. But listen, Brock Purdy is—he's
0: pretty good. I like he's, him.
1: He's this probably is the best quarterback room in the NFL. Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance, and Brock Purdy—they're all starters at least. I mean, how many quarterback rooms can say that all three of their guys? But um, yeah, I mean, he just—he all—he threw two touchdowns this game. Uh, on Seattle's side, they're falling from grace. Like I said, they're on the outside looking in. It's kind of weird because now they're in the spot with another NFC team who was the outside on the outside looking in that could try to sneak in between the six or seven spot. We'll see about that, but we'll get to them later. But man, it's just been a weird fall from grace from Seattle, hasn't it? I mean, it's just been it's been crazy, right?
0: I mean, just from the eye test alone, I've seen Geno go from uh comeback player of the year Gino, uh or surprise player of the year Gino to old Gino. He, he, Gino. he he's 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 gotten, gotten a over. lot more
1: pedestrian. I'll say that.
0: Do you think teams are just starting to figure him out at this point or what do you think it is? I don't know. He 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 tossed like at least like thirty one completions
1: this game and had a touchdown. I mean like but if you really look at it, Seattle's offense, dude, I mean, they did not have a running game. Because, obviously, we know how good San Francisco was. Their their leading runner for this game was Kenneth Walker, who had 47 yards uh, the entire game. That's not even 50, 50 yards or 12 carries. I mean, that's that's bad. So, I mean, you know San Francisco was going to give them a run for the money, you know, in the run game. So, they have a stout D-line. They have a stout front. And, listen, man, it just, they just ended up fighting a really good team. It was a competitive game, I'll give them that, but if Seattle has any chance to try to, you know, get back into this, it needs, they need to start, you know, figuring this out now, rather than...
0: Yeah, absolutely, because... And I actually don't think it was a competitive competitive game, to be honest, like, it got competitive towards the end when Seahawks got their seven points, but it was 21-7 to seven for a while. I mean, 21, yeah, 21-6 to six for a while, so, like, I'm not sure how competitive it was, but they... But Seattle, like we said, fall, fell from grace. But they're still in contention. They still have a shot. But like you said, they need to step yeah, I, I, up. Yeah,
1: I mean, I really only said competitive because they didn't really let San Francisco run all over them like how they did my Bucks the other week. But we're not going to get into them. But I'm just saying, it, it, at least Seattle had the fortitude to at least try to make the interesting toward the end. And it was kind of competitive in the fact that they didn't let the offense the SCA just go off and score as much you know towards the end of that game.
0: and now we're gonna get to one of the most history the actually the most historic comeback of all time um if you ask me I mean it's the most points uh down ever I mean they were it, they were literally down were they down like 33 to nothing it,
1: it, it, yeah it's the greatest regular season comeback in NFL Fucking right? ridiculous absolutely insane by yeah, I think the deficit when I when I was I was actually I forgot there were games on Saturday, guys. I'm not gonna lie to you. I forgot there were games on Saturday. And I was with my girlfriend, shout out to you, Athena, we were in the mall, we were getting Christmas gifts. And I was like, wow, there's games on Saturday, I forgot about them. And then we uh, on the screen, I see that the Colts were beating the Vikings, and I heard I think it was like nineteen something, and I was like, "Wow, that's bad." And then I turned on the, I turned on the my phone, and it says thirty three to, to seven, and I was like, "Dang, what the heck's going on with Minnesota?" And I was like, "Well, that looks like it's it." Then when we got the time we got back, the game was tied I was like what is going on I was like it's 36 36 they're going into overtime I was like what the hell happened so yeah man this game was absolutely off the just I mean and now matt ryan can now say that he has he has blown two separate leads he's blown the lead in the Super Bowl he had the biggest Super Bowl comeback on him and he now he's had the the, the greatest regular season comeback on him not a good not a good outing for Matt ryan because he couldn't I don't care about that defense. I know they did everything they could do. But as an offense, you're telling me you can't score past that point? You're telling me you couldn't get another field goal, touchdown? You you're know not what I mean?
0: blaming the defense? Hold up. You're not blaming I the am.
1: I am. But, dude, like, this happened to Matt Ryan. Are you telling me that you – as a quarterback, as a guy who was a league MVP at one point in his career, you can't, can't get – you can't get one more score to, like to, – to, for your offense to, like, to like at least – change the gap, you know what I mean? Like obviously the defense gave up everything, right? But I mean, come on. I mean, come on. You got to you got to do something more. Like like what do what do teams do at, at the end? Like they just play pedestrian on offense like, "Yeah, we got like we got like 33 points. That should be in the bag." You don't see them coming back and you're like, "Oh god, we need to finish this, drive out." Like there's no sense of urgency for this offense. Come on.
0: I agree with you, but let me ask you this. Uh cuz this is a question I've been asking a bunch of people and I need to ask you. Who do you think is the most to blame for that uh, comeback loss for the Colts. I,
1: I, mean, I you know what, I was going to say Jeff Saturday, and I know a part of it does fall on him, but Jeff Saturday had his boys 33, you know, uh, points against the Minnesota Vikings. At, the, at this point, that was the score for the game. I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know if it's the ineptitude of the offense. It certainly is the defense. But I mean, like, it some this... Blame deserves to be thrown all around, and I am going to give a lot of blame to Matt Ryan. I just I just am. I mean, Matt Ryan's stats, he didn't even do that well in this game. He had 19 completions for 30, not, for 33 attempts. He was 19 for 33. And he only had one touchdown the entire game. I mean, everything else has been a product of their special teams and the Colts defense doing a great job for the most part. So you got to help them out. You know what I mean? Like for Matt Ryan to not even throw over 200 yards, it showed me that he didn't really, he wasn't really a huge contributing factor in how they got the So I mean, like, and you're telling me that as you're seeing this team come back on your defense. You're not, you, you're you telling me that this Colts offense just, just decided to roll over. They decided not to be, they decided to just completely be conservative up to that point. They weren't taking shots. They weren't going on fourth down. They weren't doing anything. I mean, come on. That that's is coaching. what that's coaching. Nick. I'm sure I'm yeah, actually shocked but, by your answer, but you, but, but dude, Matt Ryan is like, what he's 38. Now he's been, in the he's been in the league. He has this comeback come back on him like he has had a comeback on him was he was he was like, I don't understand was he on the si- on the sidelines when when his defense was out being like oh god it's happening again like he was there was nothing like he was just unfazed by it like he was just like nah okay we'll just keep
0: canning r- the ball off like no like go out and do something like that's your coach the, he Matt Ryan isn't responsible for play calls. The coaches. Well, and I'm not. it's not just Jeff Saturday. It's the whole. It's the whole damn coaching staff. Yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah, saying yeah. Matt Ryan doesn't deserve any blame. Of course he. Well, does. well, like, well like, clearly, the Jeff, around, well, clearly Jeff Saturday coaches.
1: thinks so because right now, as as of today or as of yesterday, the Colts have named Nick Foles to be the starting quarterback on Sunday or Saturday. So. Yeah,
0: no choice. I mean, you aren't making the playoffs. So you're four and nine or four and nine and one. Like you're clearly not making the playoffs or going anywhere, especially it's with that. It's weird.
1: It's Weird, they didn't want to put Sam Ellinger back in there, like they decided to put in the third because Foles is technically the third string. They want to put in the third string. I mean, I, I'm not sure. We're, we're, I, think, I think this is kind it. of we're gonna go back and forth talking about, about who's to blame for the game. All I gotta say is good, good comeback win for the Vikings. They should be absolutely proud of them. They really should. I mean, they Maybe should, should be absolutely proud the
0: of season though, of that. Nick Foles. Maybe you should have started the whole season. I mean, he is the only Super Bowl champion in there, so. And he worked with Frank
1: Reich <laughs> the whole time. Maybe, maybe if Frank Reich never or whatever, would have lost his job if he just
0: started Folesville. Yeah, the Colts need to get their shit together. I mean, I know we didn't talk about the Vikings at all, other than they won. But the Vikings. This is. I'm not sure if this is really a win for the Vikings, to be honest. Like, this made the Vikings look pretty shitty, in my opinion. Like, I don't.
1: I don't think because don't because think don't look I don't. Shitty? I don't think so because because yes, you were losing to one of the worst teams in football, but. Dude, now you can really say that you've owned the best comeback in NFL history, regular season wise. I mean, who else can say that? Kirk Cousins can now say that he owns the best. Like he he had two interceptions, but he also threw four touchdowns this game, and he had almost 500 yards passing. Like he did that. Like he he like it doesn't matter the level of defense. He did that in the regular season against the team. Like now, obviously, are the Vikings legit? probably they're kind of pretenders they kind of like you know I, I wouldn't want to say they're complete pretenders but they beat up on bad teams and they kind of don't show up against the re- the very good ones That's but not not, I, I mean nevertheless i mean they still pulled off this giant like ups this upset by halftime i mean they, they it's
0: gotta be something let me ask you this though because this is the real question this is the question that matters are you any more worried about the Vikings this week than you were last week? Well, well the
1: a better question would be, well, because I'm not really concerned about them regular season-wise because they have the division locked up. I mean, they pretty much won the North now. But, I mean, in the playoffs, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I just, you can't just go out there and lay eggs against the Eagles and the Cowboys. So, I obviously have, you know, some doubts about them there. But I mean, yeah. I mean, rightfully so. I mean, I, I mean, you should look at this game and be like, yeah, you should be happy with the Vikings. But I also say with a caveat, you should be absolutely scared if you're a Vikings fan because you don't know how this team is going to look come playoff time. You don't know if they're going to solve their issues against good teams, or you don't know if they're going to keep being the same old Vikings against superior opponents. I mean, you, there's level for caution everywhere.
0: Yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. I'm yeah, saying. There's level for, yeah,
1: there's ca- Yeah, certainly there should be level, quiet. Quiet. but they should be proud about this. That's all I'm saying. They should be proud.
0: All pr- right. talking about things people should be proud of. Deshaun Watson got his first win back at the Cleveland Browns. He beat the Ravens 13-3. Not like Deshaun Watson played great, but he did just enough to win. What do you think of this game?
1: I mean, listen, uh, does this give me any hope for the Browns next season? Because this is pretty much building a momentum towards next season. I mean, not really. And I kind of said this last week, like not really. I'm not really convinced that the browns are really taking monumental steps in order to you know get this to get this ship back on track but i mean they also played a uh, a ravens team which tyler huntley did not look good at all. Oh, no, no. and and uh you know now that like you know everybody was saying oh you know he could be a little like mini lumber. like no he's clearly Steps behind them like you only say that because he because he wears number two when he can run. You know what I mean? Like it's it's, it's yeah, but but they're not the quarterback. And also, I don't know. I think the bigger question for me about this game is how does this look for Lamar Jackson's impending contract? Because I don't. Well, I mean yes, but at the same time, you also if I was the if I was the Ravens, right? And I know that Lamar. Well, here's the thing about Lamar, and I think we will get into this a lot. Like, we have, everybody has their own opinion on Lamar. Some people call him a glorified running back. Some people, you know, think that he's one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play right now. I mean, in my opinion, I'm somewhere in the middle. I think that Lamar is one of the better quarterbacks. I think he's either top 12 to either 8. I think he's in, in that category, in my opinion, because I, mm-hmm. while I do think, well, maybe seven. I'm not sure. We'd have to go back and do our quarterback rankings of towards it, the end of the year. That's a
0: slight bit offensive to Lamar Jackson, in my opinion.
1: I don't really think so, because he's he because here's the thing. Mm-hmm. While you can say that Lamar is absolutely dynamic, and he is, and absolutely a game-changer, can throw the deep ball, which he can, you know that Lamar isn't exactly the best when it comes to postseason. And we know this, like he's he's not exactly the guy who is going to, like, is he going to change the game and going to be how you orchestrate your offense? Absolutely. But like another big thing about Lamar is that you don't know if he is going to be the guy to get you over the hump rather than he'll get you to the hump. But is he going to be the guy to beat? Is he going to be the guy to beat like a stout Eagles defense? Is he going to be the guy to beat? Uh, like the, like even the even the even the the Bengals like if they end up going to the playoffs and the Bengals end up fighting the Ravens, who's going to win that matchup? Is Lamar going to finally do it and take his claim back on the AFC North throne, or is he going to be completely dethroned by Joe Burrow again? So it's just like who are like how is he going to match up against the other powers? In my opinion, I don't have a lot of confidence in that. There's also some other det- like you know things like is Greg Roman the best OC for Lamar? He do- he doesn't really have a wide out number one there's other factors that go into this yep. but you know what i mean it's it's a very complicated situation this this and him getting hurt might end up being to his detriment but it'll also be to his greatest strength because you see how bad the ravens are doing right now what if lamar was in there we don't know how they would look actually if they would get out Number of this one. Thing they probably would have either won or made this game at least competitive. You know what I mean? Because the Browns are a tough opponent against AFC North because you know that's how the Browns play. But you know who knows? They could have won this game. So I don't know. I think this gives more questions than answers about Lamar. This is what I was getting the most out of. This
0: so you were? I think you are on the right track toward the end of your argument there when you're talking about you. We don't know Greg Roman's the right guy for Lamar Jackson. We don't. They, Lamar Jackson had not truly had a number one right uh wide out What Lamar's biggest detriment is to him is that he's hurt all the time. What his greatest strength is, is that you can't replace a guy like Lamar Jackson. You aren't gonna find Lamar Jackson's
1: right. I mean, and like always, not- be, yeah.
0: there'll always be guys who have like really good arm strength. they will always there will always be guys who have the prototypical build and all that and have talent. But no one's gonna have what Lamar Jackson brings. Also from you know a football perspective and a marketing perspective, so no, yeah, no, no. I I, yeah, what makes yeah. Him draw.
1: yeah. I mean, I mean, listen, no one can, no one can bring a you know, no, no one's gonna run a read option like Lamar Jackson. No one has the escapability like Lamar Jackson. It's it's just that like, and listen, even if I don't think he's is like top upper echelon, it's better than what else the rest of the league has, right? I mean, come right. on, this is. I, I used to this is a quarterback driven league. I don't think so anymore. This is a quarterback deprived league. You either have one or you don't. And if you don't have at least a guy that can get you over the hump, you're not your franchise isn't, it really isn't gonna go anywhere. So, in my opinion, they should really try to do all their power to keep on Lamar Jackson. I mean, it would be absolutely detrimental if somehow, some way, this all ends up in him leaving. It would be absolutely
0: all right, Nick, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put you in a position. i am you're the Ravens GM. You're um Adi Newsome, right? Well he's he well he
1: well he's he's not he's not there anymore. The last the yeah, last man, thing that Ozzy right. did was he he got he drafted Lamar Jackson, which was one of the last things he did and then he ended up
0: Yeah yeah. So who who's the Ravens GM? Um All right. that's it, a good question. Yeah. you let's say you are. That's let's we're gonna put Eric Eric DaCosta. Eric, DaCosta. Eric Picasso. Eric Dacosta? All right, so you're Eric Dacosta right now. Lamar Jackson wants forty-five million dollars a year on a long-term contract. Are you giving it? Uh, that's so hard.
1: You know, like it really is. But at the end of the day, I just think that they're they're not not I just think that, like I said, even if I even if I'm the GM and even if I think that he is not the level or can bring you the chips like how Burrow or Mahomes he's still better than other options way better than other options so i would say ultimately yes but i'm not sure if honestly i'm not gonna be honest with you i'm not even sure i would give him 45 mil for because you know what i mean like there are some like but that's the thing that's what he's asking but yeah
0: i think ultimately i'd try to bring him. okay so now we got a conclusive answer he, all right you would bring him back
1: I would bring him back. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't think that he is Mahomes. I don't think he's Joe Burrow. I don't think he's Josh Allen. I don't think he's Justin Herbert. But you know, obviously, I think that he deserves to be amongst like the top quarterbacks in the league. That's where he deserves to. Be. Whether that be tier one, tier two, definitely not tier three. He deserves to be along that. Spot.
0: Fair enough. I all right, I grilled you and I grilled you enough about Lamar Jackson. You know, we gotta get to other quarterbacks who are also doing uh, very well right now. I mean, Lamar didn't play, but let's talk about two quarterbacks who did extremely well. And I know I was very critical of Tua last week. Uh, He redeemed himself a little bit. Yes, we lost, but I don't think Tua played bad here. Two of the better quarterbacks in the league, Tua and Josh Allen, played each other Mm. in the big Saturday night game. What a game that was. Ultimately, it came down to a last-second field goal, and the Bills ended up escaping us. Twenty nine to thirty two. Nick, what do you think?
1: You know, I was thinking about this game a lot, especially with, uh, you know, people like Colin Cowherd, Rich Eisen, uh, everybody in the sports uh, broadcasting world coming to the defensive Tua in this game because they were like, hey, man, it really wasn't his fault this game. I mean, we know that there are some Tua haters out there, uh, maybe one in this Zoom call right now. But you know, it's just you know, just the way that you know. Obviously, he didn't play great the other game. I'm not gonna, not gonna take that away from
0: you. Played but, awful yeah. last,
1: game. Oh, last game Played awful. Off. But I mean, like they had a game plan. To, and did what he needed to do, and I think you're right. I think the Bills escaped this one. And you know, right now the Bills, like I mean, Josh Allen had a good game. I mean, he tossed four touchdowns. You know, he had 77 yards rushing. I mean, he he, had a, he was a leading rusher this game too. I mean, it, it was pretty good. Um, for me. It's really, because I knew these teams were going to play tough. They always are going to play hard. It's the Dolphins and the Bills guys. I mean, these guys are literally class teams in the AFC. And it just shows you how good the AFC is to see how good, and how good this AFC East division is. But nevertheless, I don't really look at this game uh, so intrusively right now. I look at what's going to happen after. Because the Bills have an important, against a team that can say, hey man, we've beaten the Chiefs. Every every which way, every single Sunday, we have beaten the Chiefs and we are coming for possibly maybe the top of the uh, AFC. And that's the that's the Bengals. And they are, you know, they would certainly want to get back to North claim. And certainly right now they are in a position to try to give the Bills a, a much needed loss. And, you know, obviously for you, you're obviously hoping for that. You want payback for them. So maybe you're going to get payback in the in the name of Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase mm-hmm. and Joe Mixon and Samaj P. Ryan and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. And uh, I could tell I could I could go on and on about how great their offensive weapon is. I, I think I have a crush on them. anyway. But um, and then for the Dolphins, obviously, the Dolphins are going to look forward to, you know, obviously maintaining
0: getting wins look yeah
1: getting wins yeah yeah getting wins obviously but their main div- obviously they're they're gonna go play the packers we don't know how the packers are going to look this season maybe Rodgers lost to play spoiler now who knows then they have the patriots obviously tough game and then we have the jets another tough divisional game so obviously Miami has a much more i would say increasingly diff- difficult schedule but they could do it i think that Miami has the capability to do it time will tell or the weeks ahead will tell if they actually end up winning a majority or at least all of their game Uh, but I'm going to take it over to the my actual Miami Dolphins
0: yeah yeah, I've been waiting to want to take over so here's the thing about the Miami Dolphins we are an immensely talented team and here's but here's our biggest problem and it's obvious to anyone watching the game this is our most glaring problem our secondary is hurt and hurt bad and and in some areas especially shout out to Xavier Howard you are fucking up real bad. You are no number one corner anymore, all right? Like, let's cut that shit out. If we need to trade – listen, if next season we need to trade Xavier Howard for some draft picks, I'm, I'm down with that. The man's no longer – and honestly, really had never been – I mean, he's been a number one. I'll give, I'll give him he's been a number do you one. Think, do
1: you at least think he's still tier two or not?
0: No, the other guy – no, the undrafted guy is better than him, number 28. <laughs> He's playing playing like he's the number one corner. He's the undrafted... So you you think
1: he's tiered... So you think Xavier Howard Howard is completely washed now?
0: I don't even think he's the best corner on his team. And Byron Jones, Eric Rowe... Uh who else? Uh Javon Holland was like hurt for a good part of the game. Like we're hurt in the secondary. Uh-huh. I think Myron secondary, Jones is so good. he's yeah. so good. If there if we can come back somewhat healthy in the secondary, I'm confident. Because our run defense, our front I like our front seven. I obviously like our offense. I like our O line. Um it really is the secondary. Quarterbacks can throw all over us because we're very young in the secondary with undrafted players or late round players. Aren't true starters yet, and we and Xavier Howard, who is washed up, lame, and should just and ah screw him, man. You're you're supposed to be a number one corner, ain't no corner, ain't nobody scared of you, man. Like ooh, I, I'm I'm mad at I'm mad at Xavier Howard. There's, there's one I'm not mad at Tua. Tua did Tua did what Tua, I expect Tua to do. Tua is right now a okay quarterback he, he's solid i don't i don't mind him right now i'm not sure about paying him yet i know there's talk talks about trying to give him an extension and everything don't pay him yet let him have another good season don't don't get too twisted but you know i'm not criticizing to this season or that game in particular i'm criticizing our secondary not being healthy and Xavier Howard so there's Yeah that.
1: I, th- I think those are completely fair criticisms and i think that you like I said, I say this every week. You have the right as a Miami Dolphins fan to go as harshly as you can, and you certainly did not hold back on Mister Xavier. No, I did I'm not, not. That guy anymore, Howard.
0: You are not. He is not that guy anymore. He, he, maybe he—he's lucky to be a top seventy-five quarter cornerback this year. Um, I'm not sure his statistics. <laughs> I'm going to find them out personally.
1: Damn. Find out
0: what. Find out exactly how poor he's been playing, and uh, you know, I will expose that on the podcast. Again, nothing personal, Xavier Howard, towards you, but your play has absolutely been a detriment to the Miami Dolphins.
1: Next week, guys, guys, next week, he's just going to be like, all right, guys, I want a pro football focus. And right now it says that Xavier Howard is ranked. He's not this guy anymore. See, I'm telling you guys right now. I have the stats to back it up.
0: I'm going to be hating on that dude. You're gonna catch me hating on this man. If we lose to the Packers, you're really gonna catch me hating on this man. <laughs> I bet. Like oh, I bet. You will bet. catch me hating crazy. Like I that Like I told. I mean, I I'll, let me stop with the Xavier Howard talk. Yeah, right? Listen, yeah. listen. What,
1: what, what else kind right. of game, games we got, man? we were taking way right. too much time complaining about Xavier.
0: All right, all right. You're right. You're right. We had it. We had the Eagles against the Bears in a uh, oddly competitive game. We didn't expect it to be so competitive, but. The Eagles did come out, the Victors, and they are now 13 and 1. Uh, they're in the playoff before, and I think they pretty much solidified that number one seed. I mean, despite Dylan Hurst not playing all that great.
1: I mean, listen, I, I don't think who I mean who else in the NFC is really going to take the reins more. I mean, from now, you'd have to literally the Eagles, I think I think their odds right now, because I'm not mistaken, I think the Cowboys have three losses. I think the Vikings have three. If I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So for one of them to overtake them, they would have to lose all of their games and for the other team to win all of their games in order for them to take the first season. Um, So that's not going to happen, in my opinion. But it, uh, Listen, man, I mean, Hurst didn't play that well this game. He had two picks this game, but he still did it with his legs and with his yeah. arm. Uh, so, yeah. you know, obviously Justin Fields did what Justin Fields did, and he gave him... All that gave this team all that they can handle. So I mean, listen, man, I'll keep saying this. Next season, Chicago better do. I'm Ibra Flus, I'm looking at you and your GM over there. You better stack this man with as much talent around him as you possibly can. I absolutely. don't. I don't like seeing quarterbacks run for their life and getting like absolutely wrecked behind a battle line. Unfortunately, that was reality for for Fields last year and for this year. So I mean, like. Listen, man, like this, this Chicago team is actually way better, in my opinion, than what the record says. And, like, it, it's, it's, the it's like, it, it's, it's, it's really need, it really at least need to be at least like six or seven. I mean, they, they, they've shown the ability to have that. I mean, the fact that they're only at three is really a joke. But, I mean, like, listen, man, it all comes down to how they operate next season if they are going to give Field the, everything around him. Like, I've been hammering on this podcast before and the Eagles obviously Hertz is out this week. Gardner Minshew is they're gonna be starting versus Dallas. So we still won't see the vaunted matchup between Hertz and Dak. Uh and we we might have to wait longer if these teams eventually do play each other in the playoffs but you know uh i think gardner Minshew does give them a good chance to base the dallas cowboys i'm not gonna because i mean gardner's a good quarterback and he's obviously a very solid backup quarterback i mean he's played yeah. in this league before he's had he's had a really good stint with a bad jaguars team so we got to give gardner credit for that one but i mean listen man i mean obviously and no one beats that mustache absolutely no one can say that because hey, his facial hair is not um, but I listen that's all I really got to say about this game I'm kind of also looking ahead for both these teams in the future and for the Eagles the immediate actually this weekend <laughs> because you know their future is going to also be decided on if they're going to start actually Gardner I, I this is me personally I think that they should start Gardner the rest of the regular season because honestly I don't think there is a a chance in hell I would put my starting quarterback out there to get hurt again I wouldn't do I personally do it I would I would sacrifice I wouldn't sacrifice the health of a perennial MVP candidate just so we could win a couple more playoff games for an NFC uh first seed that we should already have but so I wouldn't do that personally. what about you
0: well the reality is you don't have it yet I would have Jalen Hurts uh play until we for sure had that number one seed once you do have that number one seed yeah Ben yeah let him let him chill. You don't need them, but I think it's a little early to have Garner Miss you play, to be honest. I, I would have Dak start this game, win it, and then, I mean, sorry, I would have Jalen Hurts start this game, win it, and then you, and then the last two weeks you let him chill. Like, trust me, the number one seed is more important than ever. You, you got to remember, the, next, the top two seeds don't get a bye. Only the first seed gets a bye. So that first seed is so damn important. So I would make sure that you get that. Um, as best you can. That way your team can have a week and Jalen Hurst can have another week to relax, get his body healthy. Healthy. So can Myers Sanders, uh, Miles Sanders, A.J. Brown, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Darius Slay, uh, James Bradbury, all the top dogs in Eagles Nation.
1: Well, listen, man, I like I said, uh, and I'm going to say this right now, do you know what the, do you know, uh, I'm going to let you guess this actually. Do you know by chance how much the Eagles' are odds are
0: to get the first seed right now minus i would say minus minus 500
1: no no they're they're odds to get the the odds to make the clinch the first
0: seed yeah vegas odds you no not I...
1: vegas odds like out of 100
0: oh my bad I'll, I'll out of 100 percent. you know you bad. know my I'll chance how,
1: how, how out of 100 percent? you know how much their odds are to win the get the first seed 80 they are at 97 like i said the cowboys well the cat co- well the biggest threat to them because the cowboys are actually at 0.5% 0.5% because they have four losses the only one that could relatively catch is minnesota who has a who has a uh, because because minnesota has is 11 and 3 they are 25% chance to get the second which they probably are going and they would have to and and that and that and they would have to um pretty much lose I have the Eagles lose all of their games and have the Minnesota win all of it. I don't know. And I don't even think they would even get that, too. Because I I think that the Eagles have—they won against them early in the season. So I don't even know if they get it from there, either. Huh. And I don't think Gardner Minshew is going to put them in a situation. Gardner's smart, and he knows his limitations. And I don't think he's, he's going to do anything detrimental to make sure they lose all three. So I would start Gardner, in my opinion. There's no way I don't think the Eagles lose.
0: Fair enough. You know, you convinced me, you know, uh, but we got to move on to the next game. The Lions versus the Jets. The Lions are tough and they beat the Jets 20 to 17 on a two minute warning touchdown to win the game by Jared Goff, who's very underrated. This year. And the Jets are now seven and seven. And guess who what? The Lions are seven and seven and very much in contention for a playoff seed. after all. This time, winning six of their last seven after being one in six, like this shit's incredible,
1: man. Like you gotta, you gotta really think. Goff, I don't know, man. Like is he top ten this? Because his stats have, he's stat like because we we actually have to go and rank the quarterbacks because so you think about the teams who 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 like should have quarterbacks who are like t- easily top 10 you know what I mean in the league like who do we have because Matthew Stafford has been out for the year and even when he has he has he didn't even look um Brady has been doing good but his team hasn't really been well I mean I wouldn't even say he's been excellent but I mean his team and that offense hasn't been obviously good enough Rodgers hasn't been the same. Rodgers, you know what I mean. We gotta put some new guys in the this top. 10 list. Yeah, we 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 have to put some new guys in this top ten list. I mean, honestly, on top of your head, who goes in? Hurts probably. Uh, Mahomes, obviously, he's MVP f- favorite. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. I mean, and then you would go to some guys that you wouldn't think would be in here, and I think Goff is one of them. And I think that you know, it was funny the the pass he threw. To the receiver, I forgot his name. It was it was that white receiver that he he dropped the ball on that same route and it was a drop. Um, and 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 it was like what was that? And then the same that same route he catches it, turns it upfield and goes into the into the into the end zone for the eventual game winning. So and then obviously. We've got to look at the Jets' side of the ball, and Zach Wilson actually didn't play atrociously bad this game. A lot of New Yorkers are actually thinking that he was going to completely shit the bed here, but that didn't happen. Um, But nevertheless, uh, you've got some New Yorkers also still clamoring for Mike White to actually come back in here. Why wouldn't you? I mean, why wouldn't you too? But, I mean, like, man, it does not smell good. I mean, listen, next season. And, and, and this is what I, I also I also like about the Jets, too. I also like this about Sun. I actually really did like that he benched Zach Wilson after the comments that he made and after, like, making a whole mess of himself both off the field and all. And I'm glad that he replaced Mike White with him as a starting quarterback this season. Because, listen, this team, I mean, I'm sick and tired of, of people holding on to quarterbacks who are quote-unquote first-round talent and everything like that, and holding on to them until they show you for the five straight years that they are completely incompetent. You know what I mean? Like, I'm glad that Arizona realized it with Josh Rowe, and they got rid of him after one year. You know what I mean? And they got Kyler Murray. And I think it's imperative for Robert Sala's uh, coaching career as the Jets head coach, for him to figure out here rather than later, later on who's going to be, you know, the best, you know, quarterback for him right now and I don't know if that's looking in the draft next season I don't know if that's signing another free agent I don't know if Mike White you ride with him next season I don't know if Zach Wilson you ride with him next season I don't know what that is but whoever your starting quarterback is for either this season or the next season you should start figuring that out right now Jets Nation I don't really think the Jets are going to be a team that you know is going to either make noise in the playoffs and hey might even lose out in the playoffs all entirely might not even make it but listen, you guys are still in a very good spot right now, even if you guys only make the playoffs this year. And I think that you guys have a very bright future ahead of you. So keep your heads heads up. It's not as bad as it's...
0: He's talking to Jets fans, by the way. Just I, I,
1: I said I said that. I said to Jets fans, Jets Nation, you hold your head up.
0: My bad. My bad. Now, screw the Jets fans. We need to talk about the yeah, Lions. Sorry. Okay. I know. I, I lost a couple of viewers there. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was joking. I was joking. I didn't mean it. Now... I mean, we gotta get to the John. I mean, we gotta get to the. Sorry, not the John. We need to get to the Lions. Because the the Lions have 70. a
1: chance to make it all the way. Do you
0: think they make it? Go I ahead. Think they do.
1: I straight up, yes, straight up. Wow. Yes, I think I think that I think they make it because so for the for the Lions, right? You have to, and I want you to Google this too, Chanel. So you so you read with me on this, right? First of all, we gotta look at the Lions schedule. So obviously, Google it right now. Go look at the Lions remaining game. The Lions would have to beat the Panthers, the Bears, who they beat this season, and the Packers who they beat this season. So they if they win all that, or at least two, right? Because you know, the Bears, the Packers, and the Panthers, regardless of record, we know that they are a scrappy teams. So you know that they can give a, a tough time to the Lions, but regardless, they would be ten and seven if they win all those games, right? Now I want you to look at the other teams right now that are in it. No, actually, no, first I want you to look at this. Because let's look at the Seahawks, because they're also a team that's right there with them. They're also 7-7. Seven and seven. The Seahawks have the Chiefs, which is a hard ask for to win that game. Then they have the Jets, and then they have the Rams. So, uh, obviously, the Jets and the Chiefs are a tougher games. Rams not so much, but, you know, the Rams did go to them neck and neck at the end with... I, th- I believe John Walford at quarterback. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that ends with them. So Seahawks don't have a tough schedule. Then you look at the two teams that are in it still, who played each other, and we'll get to that too. The Giants and the Command. The Giants have the, are obviously they're eight, I believe they're eight, six and one now, or eight, five and one. Eight, five and one. Mm-hmm. And they play the, they play the Vikings. They play the Colts and they play the Eagles to, fin- to finish it all out. And that would leave them with 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 about eight wins if they lost all of them. It'd be, it, they'd be eight, eight, and one. And you look at the commanders who are finally, looks like they're going to finally be out of the picture. They have the 49ers, probably the second seed or third seed in the entire NFC. Most people would say they're the best team in the NFC, honestly, over the Eagles. Um then we have the Browns and then the Cowboys. Those are very tough schedules, all three of those. And very good odds for the Lions to sneak in at the seventh seed. At least. So in my opinion, yes. There's no way, in my opinion, that the Lions completely miss out on the playoffs. They have to do this. They have to do this. Dan Campbell especially wants to establish himself as a guy that the organization wants to get behind as a head coach. He certainly needs these wins. And obviously, he's grown a locker room with some of the greatest leaders and greatest like teammates that I've seen in quite a while. So, good on MC old MCDC, as I like to call him, Motor City Dan Campbell. He's got his boys reeling in position to take a seed in the NFC playoff race. Mm-hmm.
0: I, you know what? I like that. I actually agree with it, and I think that was an excellent breakdown, one of your best breakdowns that you had. Oh, I just didn't make it
1: too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. what I'm saying, do you think? I think. I think the odds are mostly that Seattle obviously doesn't make it. They lose probably two of their two, one or two of their games that puts them to eight. I think that the Giants hold on to their to their uh their spot, regardless if they went out. I think they 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 hold on to their spot in I the agree. playoff race. There might be a scenario actually where the Lions actually get the six if you think about. It. They could, because yeah. because 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 if you think about it, the Giants have what eight wins now? They're eight five and one. If they lose it and go eight eight and one, and the Giants win all of them, then they overtake them at ten and seven as the sixth seed, and that would make the Giants the six seed, not the seven seed in the NFC, and the Commanders might obviously like I said might get pushed all the way out with the Seattle Seahawks so I think that might be an outcome as well but I think the Lions have a strong strong chance to get in and it's really crazy I love this season so much
0: I love it for the Lions now maybe, Nick, maybe
1: we should talk about something that I don't love so much
0: what do you not love so much
1: uh my team's performance against oh, the Bengals
0: go ahead Nick I'm gonna I'm just let you go
1: I think that was a good segue, so I think I deserve it. But anyway, folks, I what do I say? I mean, y'all
0: still, y'all still, y'all still the number one team in your division.
1: And I and I I know that and I know that we are a scrappy team and I am begging I am pleading I am pleading with and even you Saints fans who I absolutely cannot take this division from us because I don't want this I don't want to go into the playoffs I don't want to go out and go go one and done in the playoffs I don't want any of this I want a good draft pick and I just want to sit back and see how the rest of the playoffs pan out I don't want to see disappointment I want to see. Either the Saints or the Falcons or the Panthers go into the playoffs and get completely like milli rocked by any team that goes there, right? I don't want that faith for my team. This game showed me not just how bad the Bucks are, but how I mean they are just if if beating Kansas City and beating the Browns, who Joe Burrow has not had a win in the season against, wasn't wasn't good wasn't good enough to convince you that they are a real team Then maybe this was because they came back from, I think 16 to nothing or 16 to three. And then they ended up just completely taking the bucks to school at the latter half of this game. And Joe Burrow is, he is him. Joe Burrow is him. If there was ever a him to go to in the NFL, it would be, it would be Joe cool. It'd be Joe Burr. It'd be Burrow spelled with B U R R E A U X, how he did in his college days at the university of LSU uh i'm just like man this team has a real chance to actually finish and they have a chance to do it to finish at the top of the afc by the end of this uh regular season and the like i said the bucks on their side of the ball disappointment all around and there's like i said it's it's everywhere. Brady with his two interceptions, the running game not going on. It's coaching staff. It's just, it's all of it, man. And I'm sick and tired of watching it. It's it's really bad when you're watching your team and you don't know how to. You don't know if you want your team. To, you don't know if you just want them to lose out. You don't know if they're going to be like this the next week. You're disappointed one week. You're happy the next. It's absolutely a roller coaster, a whirlwind. This is probably what Jaguars fans feel right now. After how much of a roller coaster this season is, this is how much probably they feel right now. It's another Florida team to another. And obviously, looking down at the other Florida team that's obviously going to make it in the division. Shout out to you, Chanel. But it's just a crazy roller coaster of uh, emotions I'm feeling. And I honestly don't want my bucks to go in. That's all I got to say. I don't want them to go in. I want a good draft pick. I want them to evaluate Brady at the end. Of the I want to know if. He is truly going to be a free agent and cook and walk away, either retiring or with another team. And I know that we have to, and I still don't have an answer. And I'm looking at all, all of you guys in Bucks Nation, too. still don't have an answer. Who is going to take the reins once Brady's gone? And I don't know who that's going to be. I don't know what plan is in place because I haven't seen one, but it needs to come through right now.
0: Sounds to me like you're being a big baby. I don't. I'm not a baby. I'm just. No. It sounds like Nick's being a big baby. I want to see. I, he don't want to see his own team win. Well, I don't want to. I'm listen. A lot of people say, "Oh, you're going against the Bucks." No, I'm not. I'm going for the future.
1: I'm going for the future because it's not
0: like you're getting, the, like you're getting a top ten pick if you lose. If you start losing now, you might as well make the playoffs. Yeah, but yeah. if we do, we still get the what? We get the nine or something like that. I don't want that. Like, like no good players come out come from the nineteenth pick. You can get a good player in the nineteenth pick. That's it's the true NFL. True. Not like the, it's not like it's the NBA.
1: It's not the NBA, because NBA draft a lot of them are like really good picks between like one and like five. And then after that, like it's kind of like okay, hit it or hit or miss guys. I understand that. But I mean like the NFL is a lot more talented. You know what I mean? A lot more people who are talented come out in the NFL draft. I understand that. But you also got to understand that if we want the top tier echelon guys who are going to replace guys who are coming out of contracts, going to be free agents, leave the Bucks. I want them to, I want the, the Bucks to be aggressive and attack and go get these guys in the draft now so we have those good group of guys so they can continue to contribute to this team and continue us to be in this little mix of always being a good team or around the playoff race. That's what I want I always want the Bucks to be. I always want the Bucks to be in that sort of airspace. But as of this season, it hasn't even looked like to be on you. And I know that we are currently the fourth seed, but if we're all being honest, we shouldn't even be in this position. The only reason we're here is because of our division so that's really all I have to really say about that. I'm not really we're rooting against my team, I'm rooting for the future of our
0: team. I think the future of your team fine. I um, you have one of the most talented rosters in at the especially on defense be it your defense that have been playing great lately but y'all are still very talented y'all still have the goat you need to start appreciating the goat a little bit more and
1: uh i, I have a shirt of him i went which, which the words say brady except the a is replaced with a goat a literal a literal goat so okay calm down i i have i know the viewers can't see this but i literally have a Tom Brady Super Bowl MVP thing on my wall, okay? I don't see
0: like, where is it? What do you where, mean? It's where, right where here. it? I, 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 don't right see, here. I don't see it. It's where right is, here.
1: The, it's super, the, it's the, the Super Bowl ticket with him, the NFL MVP Tom Brady.
0: Right? Plus I, plus I, don't see the, I don't see the poster. I just, okay, all right. All right. It's I not even it. a poster.
1: I got it from NFLShop.com. Stop playing with me.
0: <laughs> I can't see it, man. I don't know where it, I don't know. It's, it's imaginary. Nick's just imagining it. <laughs>
1: uh, um, let's, let's get on to another game. I, I, I'm sick and tired of, of crying over my
0: he face. Had, like, he had enough. All right. I had enough. I've had enough. So, Nick, if you don't mind, I, I know you're mad at me right now, but if you don't mind, there's a few games I see that I don't really want to go over because they're kind of irrelevant and boring, uh, and I want to know if you think the same. If you have some commentary to add, add it, but I'm going to go through a couple games here real quick. And if you have something to add, add it. All good. Steelers versus Panthers. The Steelers beat the Panthers 24-16. Mitchell Trubisky was a starter for the Steelers, and Sam Darnold was a starter for the Panthers. The Steelers are 6-8, and and the Carolina Panthers are 5-9.
1: Nothing really to add. It's a game between bad teams, Uh, but I think that the Lions beat the the Panthers uh, this week, and I think that the Steelers... Are fighting to make sure that Tom that Tom Coughlin stays over 500 for the rest of
0: his uh, tenure. So we'll see how that. Let's hope they do. And the the Falcons, the team in your division that you know we thought would be you know better than the Bucs than the Bucks um, after what we've seen, but they aren't. They're five and nine, and they just lost to the New Orleans Saints, Saints who are also in your division. Two five and nine teams battling it out. What do you think?
1: Um, well, listen, man, uh, the Saints and the Falcons there, I, I, like I said, I'm going to tell you guys right now, I want either of these, these are guys are both five and nine. Okay. It's not entirely out of, out of the realm of possibility that they could eventually go in and take this team to take this uh, division from, from my team. Even so with that being said, the Falcons actually do play us at the end of the season. So that, I don't know, man. That might actually decide who wins the division, if I'm not if I'm being honest.
0: That could be a primetime game.
1: It could be. It could because be a prime it, time. It's teams that are completely overwhelming in terms of record, but are it's crazy to say, but they are really, really, really going to make a fight, a push to win the entire division. And that's that's insane.
0: I feel bad for Seahawks. That's all I gotta say. Uh and then we got Another game that I'm not interested in, but maybe you are, Nick. Actually, you know what? I am kind of interested in this. I do want to address this a little bit because Russell Wilson, kidding. I forgot Russell Wilson didn't even play this game. <laughs> I totally forgot. My that was That's embarrassing. I, I believe
1: – I think he is still injured from whatever he is recovering. I haven't really heard from news from him, to be
0: honest. Uh, it's um, probably best, It's probably best that way, to be honest with you. But they did win without him. They did beat the Arizona Cardinals. Um beat Colt McCoy and also Travis McSorley. I never even heard of this motherfucker. Trace McSorley? Trace, my bad, Trace McSorley. Oh what wait on. I mean. No, he's that a guy. not that song. I never heard that song.
1: There's a Trace McSorley song. I'm not even I'm not even kidding. Oh, like, he's a Penn State quarterback. Yeah. He's a. I'm surprised you don't know him. Say he he was taken as a Ravens. He was backing up Lamar for a couple of years Huh.
0: Okay. He I mean, is I not that. a
1: good quarterback, but people like him because he's popular. <laughs> like, I mean,
0: I, I mean, I guess, I mean, I guess he got, I guess he got looks and everything like that. You, you know, he looks like a guy who could uh, pick up your girl at a bar or something like that. Maybe that's why he's popular. Do the girls think he's cute? I, I, I don't know.
1: I, I don't I know about it? that one. But uh, all I could say for this game is that Brett Rippian did his thing. He, uh, 21 completions, 26 attempts, pretty good accuracy. Had one pick, but he also had a touchdown in this game. You know how I said last time about the about the Falcons and Saints game? They are both five and nine. These guys. At the end at the end of this game, we'll b- both finish out at four and ten. Also both incredibly, you know, kind of young ish rosters. Well, not really on the Cardinal side, but, you know, obviously disappointing uh records obvious. And
0: for for what they're supposed to be? yes yeah, No, not absolutely
1: awesome. not. I mean, I we I still picked the Broncos to finish like fourth in the division, but I thought they would at least get the 7 wins, and right now it doesn't look like that's even a realm of the possibility. But nothing really to add about this game. Both disappointing teams and I don't know what awaits them, especially and I'm going to hint toward the especially the future of Nathaniel Hackett and the future of the uh head coach for the Cardinals um What's Cliff his face? King-berry. Yeah, Cliff Kingsbury. There we go. I almost forgot his name. Cliff Kingsbury and Nathaniel Hackett, because that's how irrelevant these teams have been. Chris, Cliff Kingsbury and Nathaniel Hackett are clearly on the hot seat. I don't know if they actually get released uh, at the end of the season, but who knows? Who knows what their front offices have? In-
0: front offices do like to release head coaches prematurely, so I think it's possible. Now... Let's get to one of the craziest finishes I ever seen in my life. The Patriots and the Raiders. The Patriots were supposed to take this game into overtime. Not really the case. Uh, well, I guess we'll never find out what would happen if the Patriots and Raiders go into overtime. Because let's just be honest, the Patriots fucked up and lost this game, thirty to twenty-four. Nick, I, I'll, I'm gonna let you react to the final play before I do, because that's really the highlight.
1: I mean, I think who was it? It was Jacoby Myers, right? He threw the ball. I think he was going back to Mac yep. and Chandler Jones just like just he was he, there was he wasn't even like covered or anything. Like Chandler Jones is just right there. He threw the ball right to him and he just waltzed in the end zone with the rest of his teammates.
0: Well not before frustrated. he out hit out Mac Jones. What happened? Not before he stepped on Mac Jones. Yeah, like, I mean oh, he, he stepped on him. Mac
1: Jones and then, then yeah, I mean obviously that happened, but I mean like it,
0: it was like it was pretty much it was a walk
1: off. It was a walk-off interception the other way. It was almost like he it was almost like Jacoby Myers was playing for the Raiders and he threw a dime as a quarterback, to to a D-lineman, and then he just made it into the end zone. It was crazy. It was almost like he could have put the silver and black on Jacoby Myers that day. But nevertheless, I mean, I think Belichick did defend it a little bit in the press conference, but, I mean, let's be honest, it was one of the worst play reactions, because it wasn't the play call, but it was the play, play like, play within the play that I've ever seen in my entire life why you decide to throw the ball that much behind him crazy and they should have really just played for overtime I don't know what that really was and it. it was just yeah just it, it all I gotta say is it was not needed and it clearly hurts the Patriots of playoff continue.
0: yeah I mean it's unfortunate I, I somewhat feel bad for Jacoby Myers because it really was a mistake but a very crucial one at a very bad time the Patriots are now seven and seven I believe they're seven and seven right yeah they're seven yeah. and seven yep. the big Las Vegas Raiders are six and eight I don't think they have a real chance of making a playoff even with this win but you know technically under technicality they're still in so you never know uh but the real story is the Patriots honestly because they have a shot at that seven seed I mean, and this hurts it uh they have to face us the Miami Dolphins uh, I think week 16, but before that they had to face the Bengals and that's a really tough game. And then they also have to face the Bills plus us. They're facing three 500 plus teams to end their year. And now the win they needed badly and kind of blew it. I kind of feel like they blew up their playoff chances, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, it just it just seems like that is the reality of the situation. You know, they're going to have to look at some. And I don't know how the Patriots are really going to handle their offseason I always say I don't know about Bill Belichick. I don't know if retirement's looming. Haven't heard anything about it recently, but you know how NFL retirements are. They kind of just come out of nowhere. and they kind of you, shock think
0: Bill, you think Bill Belichick would not let, Would really let the media know, hey, I'm going to retire soon? Yeah, know? exactly.
1: If he were to retire, it's going to come out of left field. Like, he's not going to Adam Schaffer, or Ian Rapport, or anybody like that. He's going to do it on his own merits. On his-
0: yeah, man. I mean, that's how it's going to go. And then finally, just... A quick game I want to talk about uh, real quick. The Chargers beat the Tennessee Titans 17-14, uh, to 14, putting them fifth. Sorry. Yeah, they're fifth, right? Yeah, they're fifth in the wild card um, AFC playoff seed. So they're the 15th because they beat the Miami Dolphins um, on Sunday Night Football. So they were ahead of Miami. Tennessee Titans, talk about another team in a bad division and them catching a lucky break. They're seven and seven. They haven't had the best season, but they are surviving and their seven and seven record is still giving them the top season.
1: And let me just preference this because I know we didn't talk about this game, but the Jaguars did beat the beat the Cowboys. Oh my bad guys. Yeah, you no, know, no. Because I, I actually would like to talk about this game too, because with that Jags win, I mean they're six and eight. The the Titans are, are seven and seven. There's also a, a scenario where the Jaguars overtake the Titans in the division and could actually be the first seed in that in the in the AFC, which is absolutely mind-boggling to see. And I gotta look it up about like who the Tennessee Titans schedule is right now. And let's see, they they fight the they play the Texans on Saturday, uh, which. Seems pretty winnable, but it's the Texans. Who knows? They've been pretty feisty over the last couple of games, and you know that, too. And uh then they play the Cowboys. Um, That's also a really tough game. And then they play the Jags to end the season. I didn't know that. They play the Jags to end the season. So, Maybe we'll about happens. how Week
0: 14 is crazy. Like, Week 17 is going to go insane. It's going to be
1: insane. There's, there's a potential...
0: There's oh, sorry, a potential 18.
1: Falcons versus Bucks game that could decide the ultimate fate of. There is a Jags game, Titans game that could ultimately decide the fate of the AFC South. And then it's just like, man, it's in, we're gonna see how the AFC shows up. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely crazy.
0: crazy. Yeah, I mean, this is. I mean, it's just insane how this all played out and how fun the last part of the season really is. Uh, and speaking of fate. Uh, ba- Faith and everything. Uh we gotta talk about the Giants and the uh the Giants and the Commanders to roll out the up the end the episode. But before we end the episode, I want everyone to make sure to follow the West Next Podcast. Instagram it is uh underscore West Next Podcast underscore. It's the first time I ever had to hesitate to remember our instagram name but we are at over 1100 followers on instagram i actually think we're at over 1150 uh last time i checked but i gotta re i gotta recheck that you all can check that on the uh instagram uh constant stories posted uh you know more content coming up and you need any live updates it's going to be on the West next podcast and you also want to know what episodes are out you can look up on the uh, West next podcast instagram how can you find the episodes you may ask there are four platforms where you can watch the West next podcast google podcast spotify Apple Podcast and RSS.com. Those are where they, you can find the West Next podcast episodes. We have thirteen episodes of the West Next podcast on there. And we also have at least six or seven episodes of the Lifestyle Podcast, and we're going to have one more before the end of the year. So make sure to check that out. Uh, thank you all for getting us to 600 downloads. We're going to continue getting the downloads up even more. We're going to have a hell of a 2023, and this shit's going to go crazy because of y'all. So much love to y'all. Thank you for the support. Have it, you know, grow even more because the more it grows, the more content coming out, the more things they're just going to get better for the West Next Podcast. Uh, thank you all so much for it. And uh, with that being said, we're gonna get to the final. We're gonna get to the final game. We're gonna talk about here. Uh, but real quick. But real quick, I know um, I didn't get to the Monday night game. Uh, it's, it's, it's. I guess it's kind of important. The Packers beat the Rams 24 to uh, 12. Aaron Rodgers had a decent game. Uh, hopefully, Aaron Rodgers gets his fucking ass kicked uh, next week. Unfortunately, I'm glad. I'm glad you won this game, but you need to get your ass handed to you brutally violently all that stuff um oh, when, when you get yeah he needs to get his ass whooped by the miami dolphins and uh you know hopefully bradley chubb christian wilkins all them cats absolutely uh throw him down beat him up real violent
1: okay you is this like a prison like gang fight or is
0: this like the nfl because i'm confusing the two the way you're describing uh, this it, is respectfully if i say respectfully doesn't bring in the context of football respectfully do all that stuff
1: you can't just add the word respectfully and and say and say it sounds like it still sounds like someone getting jumped
0: well you can respect you can be respectfully like hurting someone uh, i mean yeah. i mean i mean when the rock cut promos
1: he would say respectfully i'm gonna have to whoop your candy ass but you know still it was, gonna kick but, ass.
0: i mean i mean the rock wasn't real respectful about it but uh most people are res- in a competitive environment like sports. You are respectfully taking people's heads off. And that's kind of what I mean there. You know, when you were playing football, you respectfully knock people's tackle people to the ground. Right. When I was wrestling, I respectfully threw people to the ground. It's kind of like, it's, you know, you're not doing it maliciously. You're just respectfully doing what you got to do. And okay, that's I, I sh- right. see what
1: you mean. I see what you mean. But, yeah. uh, you know, we, we should now. Regardless of respectfully talking about throwing men to the ground, we should talk about how respectfully Kayvon Thibodeau did that to Taylor Heineke respectfully and got the grand, and and got respectfully, of course, respectfully, and got the grand slam of a defensive turnover. He had the sack, he had the strip, he had the fumble, and he had the touchdown. And then that eventually put the Giants, I had them on a lead against the commanders and they held that lead throughout the whole game. And the giants won 20 to 12 commanders are at seven, six and one. And the giants are at eight, five and one. And I would like to also add to this game before you jump in Chanel is we've got to talk about that last play of the game for the commanders because the man was draped all over. I think it was Curtis Samuel, if I'm not mistaken, it was Curtis Samuel, I think. And then we also got to talk about that, that, call that they made on Terry McLaurin when he looked at the referee to make sure that he was on the line of scrimmage the referee gave him a thumbs up and they still called him anyway and it was just I don't know it was very poor officiating by the refs in my opinion, the Commanders, I don't know if they would have won that game, but they certainly should have had a shot at all the bad officiating.
0: You're right. Uh, there was a lot of bad officiating going on. This was very noticeable in this game in particular when the uh, lights were shining the brightest. But it's hard to, like, really criticize NFL officiating when I've seen NBA officiating. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, I mean yeah
1: 100% but we're yeah, not talking yeah. about NBA here we're talking about the NFL and we are you know, we are. we 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 were uh and obviously NBA is horrible but when you look at the play that happened I mean I mean you look at the broadcasting that game Chris Collinsworth I mean the guy I think Mike Pereira is the guy that they go to to, to review the plays to be like yeah. oh that's a challenge that's a fumble everything like that Mike Pereira was like it's like man or um, that that is a that is a flag every single sunday that should have been called 100 percent. and i was like i agree that should have been a, that should have been a blatant uh passenger and i don't know like i said i don't know how they got away with it i don't know why the play calling was this bad this game man all I just gotta know is that the commanders kinda got robbed out of that out of a chance to win. I was gonna say they're going to win, but they got obviously got robbed out of a chance to win that game because like, man, they really need it with this upcoming schedule. It's looking pretty rough for their playoff chances. That's all I'm gonna
0: Yeah. I mean their playoff chances went from sixty to thirty after losing the um in terms of the percentage of chances they get into the playoffs. Giants elevated to like seventy percent chance they make the playoffs. Uh, So that was a big win for the Giants. And I'm happy the Giants won personally because, like I said, when local teams win, it's a good thing. Uh, I love I like when the Eagles win. And I mentioned this before. I like when the Eagles win. I like when the Giants win. Um, I like when – no, I don't really. Yeah, that's your
1: division. You have have the right to say that you don't like
0: when the Jets win. I can't really say I want the Jets to win. But the Giants and Eagles, yeah, sure, go ahead and win you know, much love and Buffalo. Oh, no, I'm kidding. I'm joking. No, <laughs> don't, don't get overboard,
1: bro. Yeah. No
0: giants and Eagles. Just say you're
1: happy when the giants win. Just I'm say happy, for the, and I'm happy for the giants winning.
0: I'm happy for the giants winning. It's a good win. I think that I, I believe in Daniel Jones Uh, still, I think he should get another year at the giants Uh, quarterback. I think he did a good job and took a step up this year um uh saquon barkley clearly proving that he's he's back he's the man and the giants defense really proving themselves to be a lot more legit than people.
1: i think if i were the gm if i because i know we did it earlier in the podcast if i played gm for the ravens i would sign lamar jackson back if i played gm for the giants i would sign daniel jones to a two to three year contract worth the worth a good a good hefty amount of money because daniel jones has played the best season of his career. Did both rushing and did both passing the ball. He did, did enough to make sure the offense played and did the play calls exactly how the offense should have ran. So, props to, to to Daniel Jones. He's played really good this season. Obviously, Saquon Saquon is him. I said Joe Burrow's him, but Saquon is also him, and Saquon is back. So, really happy for the Giants. What an
0: awesome win for the Giants, uh, and it makes the playoff seed really interesting. So. We're gonna end the episode here. We, we already ran a pretty long time, but y'all aren't gonna see how long this really went. Uh thank y'all for watching the West Next podcast. More episodes coming out soon. We might I'm thinking about Nick and I'm no, I'm kinda of doing this live with Nick. Again, this is the best part of doing unedited podcasts and everything. Nick, I think next week we'll just do it and we should just go crazy. And instead of doing a recap we should do a end of the year, just like end of the year NFL conversation. You know, we're like we talked about how Lamar should get paid by the NFC. Then we should talk about the playoff predictions. I think we should just go crazy on what the people want to hear.
1: Hey, man. I think that is absolutely. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. hey, man. hey, man. hey now. Hey, now. Anyway. Um, oh, I got I'm Nick sing weird.
0: on the podcast. I got Nick to sing on the podcast. That's fucking weird. Again,
1: again. Anyway. So. I think that's a great thing. We should totally do something like that. I, I do like recapping games, but I also like deep conversations and deep arguments and deep to, uh, argumentative topics. I think that's what I really live for. So I 100%, I would like to do that next
0: week. All right. So that's what we're going to do. Thank you all for watching episode 13 of the West Next Podcast. Make sure to tune in to episode 14 of the Next What Next Podcast Sports Edition next week. My name has been Chanel Wilkins. I've been Nick Provenzano. Peace out, y'all. Bye.